Welcome to the Living the Dream Podcast with Curveball. If you believe, you can achieve. Hello and welcome to another episode of Living the Dream with Curveball. I am your host, Curveball, and today I am joined by a special guest, Raven Glover. She is a former CNN and CBS talk show host. She teaches people how to make money using the power of their voice, and she also received an award from President Barack Obama. Raven, thank you so much for joining me today. Well, I am so excited to be here. I had you on my show and now we're flipping the script. <laughs> Absolutely. Why don't you start off by giving the audience a little bit of background about yourself? Let people know who you are. Yeah, absolutely, Curtis. Glad to do that. Um, my name is Raven, a talk show maven, Raven Blair Glover. And I used to feel like very much like Casper the Friendly Ghost. Uh, when I was 13 years old, it, I felt like dismissed. I felt like nobody, you know, even cared what I had to say. And, and because of that, I was very mischievous, always getting in fights in school, always doing whatever I could do to uh, cause attention, any kind of attention, wrong attention, bad attention, just as long as I got attention because I was starving from it. And so uh, and mainly because my mom, them, they own the chain of restaurants in Ohio and they were always working. We had to go straight from school up there to work. And, you know, and it, I just could never seem to fit into the in crowd in school or be the popular girl. And I felt left out, dismissed, overlooked and unheard until I, I started listening to the radio one day. And it excites me. I love listening to the DJs spin records. I love to listen to the callers call in and request music and ask questions. And so the radio station WJMO wasn't too far from one of my mom's restaurants. So I used to sneak down there and they would show me around. You know, I was a little um, girl that would come down there that has such interest and such enthusiasm for radio, they actually took the time to hear me, uh, hear me out. They took the time to listen to my dreams. They took the time to show me how to use the turntables and, and, and talk to me about radio and share their stories. And soon I became the junior DJ up there and I would work one uh, once a month. I would come on after school for about a, a short 30 minute show. And it was really fun. Long story short, that, that became my dream. But as most of us, as you know, Curtis, as we grow older, we go through this thing called life happens. Our dream circle just shrinks and shrinks and shrinks until there's nothing left. And then, you know, we, we, we lose hope. We, our self-confidence about what we wanted it, it dwindled away and we just give up. And that's what happened to me until 55 years old. Uh, my mother was in the hospital and I was uh, lived at the hospital with her in the waiting room because she was in ICU for three weeks. And it, I heard a, a guy on a phone call one night, on Monday night, I got on a training webinar and his name was Alex Mendozian. And he taught this course called Tell Us In Our Secrets. And I heard him say that there was this real cool thing called podcasting. You didn't need an FCC license. 
All you needed was a, a free conference call line. You can invite a guest uh, to join you and you ask the question, zip it, ask the next question, zip it, ask the next question, zip it. And then you could take that audio file and put it on what they call podcasting forms. Give them the, and they would give you an RSS feed for it and it would go out all over the world. Everybody would hear it. Thousands of people would hear you. And what caught my attention, the word hear you. I'm like, did he say hear you? Oh yeah, he did. And he said, all I need was a free conference call and start inviting authors and speakers. Because if you, if you interview experts, you in return would become an expert. His exact quote was, the quickest way to become an expert is to interview experts. And by doing this on podcasts, you would become uh, a famous too, just by means of association and that you could reach out there to Les Brown, Jack Canfield, and all the, the different people I've been able to interview that I didn't know at that time I couldn't. They would even have a conversation and the listeners would think, oh my God, she's best friends with them. And all you did was do an interview. But through that, you know, if you hook your wagon to them, you would become an expert. And um, that was February 6, 2006. April 23rd, 2006, about 12 or so weeks later, I launched my first show, Women Power from the Kitchen Table, which has gone on to win many, many awards. And I've become a, a five-time award-winning talk show host. And as you said, even been recognized by the president. So I always tell people, I got 99 problems, but being recognized and heard is not one of them anymore. <laughs> well, let's talk about some of the things that you went through to try to get where you needed to get. Who were some of your other mentors and, and what are some of the things that you had to do? I know you used to tell me about how you were at conferences and you were trying to get to see your favorite people but couldn't and you was determined not to get in that situation again. Talk talk about some of those things and how you got out of those situations. Yeah, well, you know, one of the things for sure, you know, um, when I first started, there were challenges. It wasn't easy. Um, mother was always back and forth in, in the hospital. She actually lived in the hospital for six months. So there were times we didn't even think she was going to make it. And the hardest thing for me to do that I had to learn and the lessons that I had to learn was um, to actually push past my pain to get to my power, push past all the stuff that was saying, you can't do this, you can't do this, and strengthen my mindset to say, yes, I can. Some of the people I listened to why I lived at the hospital in that waiting room were Les Brown. I remember taking, back then they had cassette players because this was 2006. And I remember taking a cassette player uh, of, of uh, webinars that I had recorded of, of Les um, talking. I remember reading a book called Unstoppable by Cynthia Kersey where it talked about um, people, even in their midlife like me, because remember I was 55, how they were um, jumping out of planes, how they were climbing mountains and breaking records that older people were still doing extraordinary things that it didn't matter about your age that uh, just like uh, just like Napoleon Hill was uh, known for saying that if you can conceive it you know and believe it you can achieve it so I started listening to Napoleon Hill a lot and unfortunately have been able to interview his um, his grandson Dr. J.B. Hill and become friends and and you know just uh, as a man thinketh and you know, all kinds of things, um, any type of book or, or audio 
I really loved audios because I could listen to them. I would fall asleep listening to them and they kept inspiring me. And I, 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 I think the best one, the best lessons I learned is to stay in my heart and not get in my head. Because when I got in my head, things got confusing, overwhelmed, and, and, I, and I started telling myself, you can't do this. You don't know nothing about technology. You don't know how to edit yeah, and all that stuff. And, you know, at first you have to do all these things. So I, I, I even tell my clients, as you know, Curtis, to, you know, focus on your heart, your gut, and your soul. And just be free to be who you are and let your knowledge roll out because we all have everything we need inside already within us, our years of experience, our life lessons that we learn. All that is within us. Sure, we can Google and we can find out more about a particular trade or skill and sharpen our skills. But if we just trust our gut and stay in our heart and, and, and speak to our audiences in that way from our heart, gut, and soul, that we can't go wrong, you know. And, and when in doubt of what your, your listeners or your, your clients want, you do a survey and find out what is it. What's their biggest challenge? What do they want to hear from you? Another thing that I heard and learned from, from Alex Mendoza. But there were many challenges. There were, there were even some setbacks. But I really learned to have stick-to-itiveness. I mean, this was in 2006. People think podcasting just started. Podcasting been around since 2004. I got in it too, from 2006. And I taught myself how to do everything from the hospital. I'm just so glad now. I teach hundreds and hundreds of people in the past 15 years all over the world. We've had people that have been hosts and students all the way from Malaysia. And so it's just really exciting to see how the times have changed. Everything is virtual now and podcast is bigger and better than it's ever been. Well, before we talk about your amazing TV network and the network that you've built, let's talk about your Lifetime Achievement Award from President Barack Obama. Tell us about what that is, how you even get something like that, how that made you feel to get that award, and anything else you want to know about. <laughs> yeah, I, of course. You know, how can you not feel honored on that, whether you are a big Barack Obama fan or not? I mean, you got just, you know, receiving that email. Um, I remember my husband and I was in Hawaii, uh, visiting my son and um, the email came in and I kept ignoring it. To be honest, I thought it was a joke. I was like, oh yeah, right. Okay. Yeah. I believe this. Who is trying to, to mess with my head? And and then I looked a couple of days later and it popped in again. Hey, we really, you know, congratulations. You've been nominated uh, for um, the Presidential Lifetime Achievement Award, but um, President Obama will be leaving the office uh, in January, I think it was January 15th or 16th, and we really need to know, number one, do you accept this nomination? And number two, if you accept the nomination, we need some things from you. You know, they needed a complete bio of showing some years of things that I've done, and, you know, I didn't believe it. Finally, my son noticed a phone number at the bottom of the letter, and so he said, well, what? since you don't believe it, let's just call. And we called and found out it was true. Um, that was at the end of December. Like I said, we were in Hawaii. And so um, I talked to them and told them, well, I didn't have that information right now. The saying I'd have to go and, and you know, hunt, uh, hunt down some things that they 
want it because they wanted some things from from years ago to kind of show a history of me giving and serving and and stuff and and we had to get all that together luckily we got it just in time and I was able months later to walk across the stage in Atlanta along with 50 other people and get my presidential pen and be handed my um, certificate I didn't get a chance to see Barack Barack Obama of course um, they had um, he had business ambassadors that that held these events, but I sure got that certificate looking at it right now with his signature on it and I always keep my presidential pen um, that they pinned me with um, close by. And sometimes when I'm feeling low in spirit, whether I'm at the house or whether I'm out, I'll just pin that on me just to remember, hey, you've been recognized by the president of the United States, former president of the United States. That is a great achievement and you definitely deserve it now. What what would somebody have to do to get one of those lifetime achievement awards? Well, I really don't know. I mean, I was nominated, so I have no idea. <laughs> you know, I never, like I said, for me, I didn't even believe it until it was the last minute. So it was a nomination that came in. So that's what the the letter that I still have the letter says. You know, you were nominated for this. So. I never looked into seeing what anybody had to do or anything like that. By the time I got back from Hawaii to LA, I had a matter of days to get them what they needed to find, to see if I would be accepted. Because remember, I was only nominated at that time, okay? And then um, I sent them a one sheet. They sent it back and said, no, ma'am, this is not gonna work. This is for the president to a lifetime achievement award. We need more than one sheet telling us about you. So I had to go deep, you know, find different things that I did, you know, get uh, letters from different people and stuff. It was, it was a, it was a process. Well, you got it done. Congratulations. I got it done just in the nick of the time, just in the nick of time. Yeah. Absolutely. Now let's talk about your amazing network. Let's talk about all that you're doing with your TV network, as well as helping people use their voice to make money. Tell us about that and everything going on with it and how people can connect with it. Oh, yeah. Thank you. We've been blessed. I mean, it was not an easy journey, but we went from one podcast that was created um, that I taught myself at the hospital with to having a network of podcasts and radio network of over 35 hosts um, and that we have helped uh, many of them I would say out of that 35, at least 32 of them never done a show before. We have had a few, uh, three or four that had their show and they just moved to our network, but most of them never did a show before. And we were able to help them structure their show, create their show. And, and it's just amazing watching them blossom. And then, um, and we also have Brave International TV Network, so amazing women. And Men of Power is the podcast network. We're going to launch the internet radio uh, station uh, this month, well, in April. So, you know, sometime within the first couple of weeks in April, we'll launch that. And then we'll be able to take the audios from their podcast and schedule time for all the hosts to come on the day and time. And then we uh, launched the Raven International TV Network um, because we become developers for Roku, Amazon Fire, and Apple TV. So now we're right now we're on Roku and Amazon Fire. We hope to be going on uh, Apple TV later. And so now um, we can help podcasters and broadcasters take their audio show and 
show them how they can have that same podcast, uh, a TV series. All they have to do is jump on Zoom or or jump on StreamYard and as they record their audio, record the video too. And our, our host just upload the files and my team takes the audios and make sure they're on Roku, I mean, on uh, Apple, iHeart, Spotify, all the major places and the video files. We put it on our Raven International Lifestyle, Health and Wealth TV network. And we actually um, put it on Roku and Amazon Fire there. And then um, we also, you know, have a publishing company so we can help get them written up in books um, as well as a marketing side of our business, which can help them get landing pages and all their marketing tools, Facebook ads and stuff. So we're a full service now. It's called Raven International Broadcast Media Empire. And last year, during the pandemic, we were able to build two agencies, uh, one for podcasters and broadcasters they help them go from amateur podcasters to professional income help them start making money with the show it's called profitable podcaster agency and the other is beyond the interview agency that's so that we can turn our free guests into paid clients by offering them marketing pr and broadcasting services in our beyond the interview agency and our agents um, they get paid anywhere from 30 to 70% commission, depending on what level that they enrolled in into our agency. So we're very excited to bring that to the world, um, you know, something different, something unique. And, um, you know, that podcasters can come in with no show, no concept of a show and end up for one investment, having a podcast, a radio show, a TV show, be published in a book and also be rolled right into an agency where they can start making money right away and learn our, our monetize your guest system. So they'll be confidently ready to offer um, media marketing and broadcasting um, um, items to their guests. And their guests are paying for them anyway, but somewhere they're buying it from somewhere. So when they buy them from our profitable podcaster host, our hosts are able and agents are able to get paid up to 70% commission. And they're pretty happy about that. <laughs> well, when I was listening to you talk on Clubhouse <laughs> one evening, you were talking about your interviewing skills because your guests have labeled you the queen of interviewing. So kind of go over some of those tips for people looking for interview tips and tell us about some of the great famous people that you've interviewed and how you've interviewed them. I know there's a special tactic that you told us that you use. So talk yeah, about Yeah, thank you for bringing show. it up. Yeah, some of the people I've interviewed have been like Lou Gossett Jr., Oscar winner Lou Gossett Jr., Lindsey Wagner, Chili from TLC, Ernie Hudson, Glenn Morshower, you know, just, I could go on and on. Les Brown, Jack Tanfield, Brendan Richard, Lisa Nichols, tons of people. And uh, remember, I started this show from the hospital. So one of the things I, I realized quickly in within about six months of having my show, that it was going to be a long road to success if I didn't do something unique, something different, something that was really going to make me stretch. And I decided that I was going to ask um, celebrities to be on my show. Now I knew I was new in A-list celebrities. 
uh, like Beyonce and all of them wasn't going to be on my show. I don't know back then it was probably somebody other than Beyonce. But um, so I said I'm going to go. I'm going to start, and this is one of my techniques I teach. I'm going to ask people that were big in their time, and now they're not doing as much. They're not being. They don't have as many requests to be on shows to come on Oprah to come on the late night things because they're not doing any movies now. They moved on. They're doing different things. So I made a list of some of my favorites, Jane Kennedy being one of them, and uh, different ones, you know, of Fran Drescher and Montel Williams. I made a list, and I just uh, mastered the art of asking. And most people will send an email. I always look for a phone number. I wanted to talk to their publicist, their manager, or even maybe them, because there's power in the voice. A lot of things can be misfrued. Uh, misconstrued in an email. A lot of an email doesn't really show your personality as a host. But I knew the one thing I had developed in the years is um, how to communicate. Maybe it's because I was, as a kid, I was overlooked and and wasn't you know nobody wanted to pay attention to what I had to say. And I wanted to get that attention so bad. I mastered the art of communication, and I found out along my way, a journey of being a talk show host, that the one thing that would make you really stand out and go from good to being a big host is if you become a better listener than a talker. And so I really learned that. And I think it's my years of sales that helped me um, tune into that. Because when you're listening more, instead of worried about what's the next question I'm going to ask this guest, um, or multitasking while you're doing the interview, there will be things that the guests will say that normally you would have missed because you weren't listening. And when you hear those things, those little diamonds that they drop, it's going to lead you into the next follow-up question. And you'll be able to feel your way through the interview and most likely walk away with a testimonial, with which I've been able to get from many of them. And so listening is the number one skill. The other skill is, you know, ask really good questions, not long questions, short questions. If you make them too long, they'll forget. It's okay if you say I have a two-part question first, like you did, Curtis, then you'll say what the question is. And then, and I would like to hear also when you finish that going to this, but let them know it's a two-part question. But remember, you may be asked what the second part is. Okay, it's not the best thing to do that. Uh, keep your questions nice and tight and then bring your energy. This is not only a time for your guests to shine. This is a time for you to shine. This is a win, win, win. Your audience is winning because you're bringing best guests, best content. You're winning because you got this amazing guest on and the guest is winning because you're bringing them on your platform. You're doing a fantabulous job. And they're in the right audience talking to yours. So come with enthusiasm, come with confidence, come speaking in your power, you know. And, you know, if you have to, I remember when I, right before I interviewed Russell Simmons, they said, we're going to let you have this interview. It's only going to be nine minutes, nine minutes. I waited a year for this interview, nine minutes. And it's going to be at 7 a.m. in the morning. And I was like, oh, my goodness, but I got to take what I could get. So I remember getting up early, running around the block, running up and down the stairs and stuff right before he called in. 
And I never spoke to Russell, only during the interview. They had his assistant tap me into the, uh, tap him into the line. They were like, hey, oh yes, is this Raven? Okay, your interview with Russell Simmons is starting in one minute. Uh, you won't be able to ask Russell anything after those nine minutes is over. Um, stick to the interview, no personal, uh, you know, anything you couldn't say, well, Russell, can you come back or any of that? So I had to really rock that interview. I had to get the best out of it. And they were, they agreed to the interview because he was promoting something. He was promoting something. So the interview had to be all about what he was promoting. But this was on my careers from the kitchen table show. So I had to find a way to spin it to where we could get what he wanted and they wanted done but also get about four questions at the end. And if you want to hear that, you can go to careersfromthekitchentable.com. It's an old website. I hardly ever go there now, but it's careersfromthekitchentable.com. You'll see Russell Simmons' picture with him on the cast. And you can listen to my very, very short interview and how I was able to take him promoting a, a comedy uh, fest that they were having to him answering three or four really short questions, probably more like two or three questions uh, about um, people in their home business. But I was able to do it. So you have to be fast on your feet and you have to um, make sure you have your um, guests need to feel like they can trust you. You know, you, you don't want to go to the dark side of something that happened to them and be so much about numbers that you're you're okay with being controversial and make them uncomfortable. I mean, there's lots of shows, obviously, that works. But for me, I always wanted to feel the, make them feel comfortable so I can get referrals. And I never wanted to trap anybody in the interview or embarrass anybody. Absolutely. And you're definitely good at what you do. Why don't you give out the contact information? How do people contact you if they want to get signed up to the agency or if they want to know more about it? How do they contact yes. you? Website, social media. Yeah. You know what? You can hit me up on Instagram uh, to say hello or ask me any questions. And that's um, Instagram.com uh, forward slash talk show maven. But if you're one, you know, there's always about three or four people that's in the audience that really wants to, to take the next step. They're trying to, tired of figuring out and they really want to work with a mentor. If that's the case, please uh, send me an email um, on the subject line, say serious, not just curious, because those are the ones that move in front of the line. Serious meaning, hey, I need your help. I understand there's going to be some type of investment and I understand it's going to, I'm going to have to put some time into what you teach me. That's what I want. That means if you understand that and you have some funds set aside because there will be an offer at the end and you've got the time to commit to do the work because you can give us the, 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 end, the funds, but if you can't put in the time for work, you're not going to have success. And I'm all about helping my people have success. So put serious, not just curious. Let me know what's the, what you're needing help with and we'll send you a pre-qualification form along with a link so that you can book on our calendar. But other than that, you know, you can always reach me on Instagram. Just look for Talk Show Maven. You got any final thoughts before we close it out? My final thought is, isn't this man amazing? I just absolutely love what you're doing and how you help people and how you inspire people. You, you don't let anything in the, in the way, no hindrance on any lack of 
Whatever you can't do, you make up for it by just doing it and doing it your best. So I just want to, you know, applaud you, publicly applaud you. Yes, let's see. Yes, yes, yes. Publicly applaud you, Curtis, for all the great things you do for representing those people like yourself that are blind and, and have some um, disability by showing them that, that there's no excuse, that they can do whatever they want. They can live their dream. And, and in some kind of way, even if it's in consulting capacity or any way, if they just can conceive it and believe it, they can achieve it. So you are a truly example of a, a inspiring uh, influencer. And I love you. I'm so glad that you're part of our team as a host, as an agent. And we're just excited to have you uh, on our team and in our talk show host family. Well, I appreciate you and I appreciate all that you do for our podcasters. Ladies and gentlemen, Raven Glover, thank you so much for joining me today. You're Raven. welcome. And thank you for asking me. And thanks to all your listeners for tuning in. Bye-bye now. For more information on the Living the Dream podcast, visit www.djcurveball.com. Until next time, stay focused on living the dream.